0: Welcome to the Elliott Confidential Podcast. I'm Christopher Elliott, and I'm here with my boy Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Hello. Your favorite son, or the (laughs) only son available here. My only son available, yes. Everyone else has flown the coop. Good to be with you. Yeah, good to be with you, too. And nice to see everyone else, too. Yeah. I can imagine you all out there listening. We have survived the samba and heavy drinking of Carnival here in Sao Paulo sao paulo and uh, and live to tell a tale so we're, today we're going to talk about what we saw the g-rated version yeah Minus i mean it uh, wasn't really
1: that bad because we weren't out at night i mean we, yeah. just, we didn't see get, uh, cars getting overturned i don't know what the heck happened what would really? have happened cars getting overturned i, think, <laughs> I think it meant some more for protests <laughs>
0: yeah well, you never know our question of the week is the last two or three weeks we've seen some Uh, dire warnings from the State Department about uh, not going to certain places, uh, Jamaica, Ecuador, uh, the Bahamas. And so what I would like to know is, are there any places in 2024 that are on your do not visit list? So please let us know in the comments about places that you're absolutely going to avoid this year. And the reason I'm asking is that this is really, this travel planning season right now, we're in the middle of it. So a lot of folks have already, you know, made plans for spring break if you're going on spring break. But for summer vacation, now is the time. Mm -hmm. So are there any places that you are avoiding? Are there any places you're avoiding, Aaron? Well, (laughs) I mean, yeah, I mean, I
1: have a list of places that I normally avoid, um, you know, when I think about places that I do not want to go back to. I can tell you Ecuador is on that list 100%. That's like a, mm, yeah. we, have a, we have a thing going where we rate our countries um, yes. de- just based on our sort of relative ratings to one another. And I think that Ecuador was um, you know, firmly at the bottom of the list.
0: Yes. Well, our ratings are we have a, a top 10 list and a bottom 10. And then we have a, like a top half, bottom half. So when we get to a country, we say, okay, this is a top half country, but yeah. well, we, don't, we don't really know exactly where it falls because we're going to give it time. Or in some cases, we see we're in a place and we say, oh, this is definitely not a top half, this is a bottom half, but yeah. it remains to be seen where. But I would say also that our top 10 list changes over time.
1: Yeah, it does. And also the relative ratings, like mm-hmm. being here in South America has made me think differently about our edgy takes on croatia because i can tell you that yeah uh, you know what croatia's safe and clean mm-hmm. r- relative to some of these other places we've been
0: and you can drink the water too yeah and you can drink the water it's great i mean there's a lot of places where you can't even drink the water you know uh, and you can't flush toilet paper down the the toilet it's really terrible yeah
1: that reminds me of of uh, actually Cyprus but yes. Cyprus, Cyprus is I would say still better than uh, than Croatia even yeah. though Croatia you can drink the water and flush toilet paper down the drain or the, down the toilet can yes. flush it down
0: anyway so tell us what you what destinations you are avoiding I think for me I would probably not go back to Ecuador and I'm gonna not uh, go to Jamaica 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 got a really severe State Department warning and um, and then I watched this documentary on Netflix called Who Shot the Sheriff? I haven't gotten all the way through it about mm-hmm. who tried to shoot Bob Marley. And I thought, oh man, I didn't realize they have, things were pretty bad. Uh, I'm not sure if they still are, but I don't know if I wanna go find out.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, that's a great song though, the uh, I Shot the Sheriff I with Bob sheriff. Marley and the Whalers.
0: Yes, that's good, that's yeah. good. Um, Let's talk a little bit about uh, Carnival.
1: Yeah. So we went over to uh, Parque So I'm glad you said that
0: because my my Portuguese is not good.
1: Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. Anyway, so we went to Parque Birapuera. Yeah. And up in the north gate, they had a huge samba festival. Cordoned
0: off. Yeah. And you could really hear the samba. Oh, you could hear it from from, miles away. You could hear it probably from our apartment. It was very, very loud and we got there early in the morning. So we, you know, we're usually walking in the park at around nine, 10 o'clock, and already things were a little crazy. Mm -hmm. So we walk through, we're gonna post a picture of this. We keep walking and you get stopped. Oh yeah, I got stopped because I was, um,
1: and uh, they, they wanted to see what was in my bag. So we have this really cool tote bag from a company called Happy Task.
0: Best tote bag ever. Best
1: tote bag. If you go to Japan, buy it, look for it, seek it out because it's one of the best purchasing decisions that I've ever made. Ever. Trust me. Uh,
0: and and you have to also mention why it's a good pur- so purchasing decision. So there are really
1: two things. Uh, firstly, uh, it, it, it attaches to your luggage. Yeah. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that when you're done using it, you can also fold it up. Oh, it and folds you can, nicely, yeah. It folds very, very nicely. So you can fold it and carry it with you without having the normal problem, which is that uh, a tote bag typically is flopping everywhere while you're trying to uh, travel with it. So you can fold it up and then go to the grocery store, and you don't have to worry about having this really uh, conspicuous bag flopping around
0: with you. Yeah, Uh, we could do an entire podcast just on tote bags, but briefly, tote bags are... the problem with tote bags is they don't have a little sleeve for... Your rail, your luggage mm-hmm. rail, yeah. And so if you carry it with you, it will flop back and forth, and it'll fall off. Yeah, it's the worst thing. So this uh, Hapitas yeah, has a, a rail uh, sleeve for the rail, and it's also very compact. Mm-hmm. It's also very rare. We got one, and then we tried to buy another one, and they were out. Yeah. So if you if you go to Japan, if you go to like Tokyo or I think we, got we bought it in Osaka. In, yeah. No, not
1: Osaka. We got it in Kyoto. Yeah, we, we got, got it at it, Kyoto yeah. Station. It was yeah. this. Uh, it was right next to it. In the there, mall. Was a, yeah. Yeah, there was yeah, yeah. There's a mall with a Don Quixote. So um, if, you, if you go there, just south of Kyoto Station, just
0: look for it. Ask for it. it they're great. Um, this is not a product endorsement. Uh, I don't know anyone over there, but they make a great tote bag. Anyway, so they wanted to stop you for your tote bag, and they actually physically restrained you and frisked you. Yeah. They are very strict about people bringing paraphernalia in. It is, the security is very tight. But once you get in, everyone is drinking and dancing. Now, we were there at 10 in the morning and people were drinking, dancing, carrying on lots of uh, the magic weed being smoked. Mm -hmm. And then you get closer to where the Samba schools are and it is just earth shatteringly loud it is really loud and you know it's
1: the same exact beat every time Mm -hmm. it's uh uh, and i i don't i don't i don't really remember it but yeah it's very loud and it really drowns out because it wasn't just it wasn't just samba there there was another concert um so you had people with drums on one hand and then there was another person singing and doing a little bit more of modern um pop music or or popular, uh, more produced samba music. And then beside them, there
0: was just like this, it was, was, I don't know, maybe it was just... A cacophony. It's just like different sounds merging and everything like that. And then you have very colorful parades. Each samba school, they're all dressed up and they have a a band. It's very beautiful, actually. Oh, yeah. um, I I mean, I think that later on in the day, if you had come back at maybe four or five o'clock you would have found many more people there. Uh, We like to keep early hours, so for us, we we wouldn't have come back at six or seven o'clock. But I think that once, uh, if you had done that, you would have found it wall to wall with people and they would have been all having a good time.
1: Yeah, I imagine. A very
0: good time. Um, My takeaway from Carnival is if you're into that kind of thing, there is probably no better place in the world to do it than in Sao Paulo, with a possible exception of Rio. Mm-hmm. What was your takeaway, Aaron?
1: Well, I mean, it seems like a nice little party. I mean, the security is high. But if you really like going to a place, uh, going to a place and having that samba music and, and drinking a lot, I mean, man, you, you can get as many drinks as you want in some of these places. There's because everyone is there to sell you drinks really yeah as they've got alcoholic drinks caffeinated beverages whatever you want I mean just hang out chill drink um just don't
0: bring your gun
1: (laughs) don't bring your gun don't bring a. don't bring one of those tote bags because what they'll do is they'll unzip the whole thing and then you can't put it back and then you have to yeah you can't put it back exactly
0: I thought it was really interesting. I mean, I I am not much of a party person. So for me, I'm glad I really went at 10 o'clock in the morning instead of late at night. Um, But it's interesting just to observe the culture. Every store in Sao Paulo was closed, except for the restaurants. But all the businesses were closed uh, on Tuesday for Carnival. It was a very, very big deal for the people here. They're very proud of it. They're proud of their samba. They're very proud of their uh, parades and all the decorations, which are really, you know, I haven't seen decorations like this in any parade. I mean, I've been to a lot of parades. They have like just very brightly colored things. Yeah. There's
1: it's, a, they have uh, these mascots. Uh, yeah. Like, like, uh, it's just these animal heads on sticks. And right.
0: And then, and then, and fish too. There's yeah. a lot of fish. Anyway, uh, would I come back? Would you come back Aaron for carnival? Maybe try Rio next time. <laughs>
1: I think I know the answer. No, I'm not into these sort of things. You know, uh, I wasn't. I wasn't too impressed. But you know, this is the thing: is I'm not really a night person. So it kind of uh, it's it's something that excludes my enjoyment of it. There's no way I'm gonna like stay up until eleven. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, seeing these sort of parties. I just so I don't think that really I would ever go to a place for a big party like that. Um, so in that case,
0: I'm no, not really. I'm not yeah. very interested. Yeah, I probably... Uh, I think it depends who I'm with. You know, if I'm with people who like to have a good time, maybe. But, you know, I, I don't drink, so that kind of limits things. And I, and I don't smoke. And I definitely do not smoke the magic weed. Um, mm-hmm. I would never be able to get any work done if I did that. <laughs> Might be very creative. Uh, panning back a little bit, though, Aaron, we're at the halfway point here in uh, Sao Paulo. Mm-hmm. What do you think of South America's largest city? Uh, this, is a, this is a very, very
1: interesting city and I like some parts of it. I like the fact that we're near a lot of good things, you know, and for the largest city in, in South America, I mean, you really see some of the innovation. When we go to the grocery store, they have an option where you can pay with your face.
0: Oh, yeah, that's pretty neat. FacePay.
1: Uh, yeah, FacePay. I, I've, I've I never seen that. I've never seen that before. Yeah. You know, and we're we're where we are, we're near a nice neighborhood and a good, nice park. And, yeah, all the consulates um, are here, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess the thing is, in terms of, you know, city, like, it's a big city. There's a lot. I mean, I was looking the other day about uh, 50 kilometers away from here, and the city continues, and... There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, I agree with you. I just think that, you know, even though it is a big city, I don't feel like there's so much. um, Really, everything is so spread out that uh, it's kind of like being in L.A., you know. In L.A., you can be in one part of L.A. and never see the other parts just because traffic and because um, it's such a large city.
0: So I agree with you. Uh, It is very spread out, uh, but there are a lot of green spaces here, which I like. Now, if you go to a place like Osaka, there really are not that many parks. And so for here, for as far as that's concerned, um, you know, people, you see people out in the parks and um, that's uh, green spaces are always good. If you're living in the city, Mm -hmm. it is also a very cultural city. You have museums. We've been to a couple of those already. We, for example, we went to the art museum last weekend and that was... They have some, the sculptures are the things that I think are, are the most noteworthy. They, mm-hmm. they really like sculpture here. But um, in, it is also, when you say LA, I think that reminds me a lot of LA because it's so, uh, each neighborhood is very, very different. Uh, you can go to one neighborhood and have one experience and then go to another neighborhood and have a completely different experience. Um, it's not like being in Europe where it, there's a lot that's the same Here, it's very eclectic and very different. So we will explore, and we will continue letting you know. I have a meeting set up um, next week with the tourism people, and I'm going to see if I can talk to them about the city itself and uh, where we might want to go. But our time is uh, winding down rapidly, so we don't have much time to explore, but we will definitely do that, and we'll report back. Fortunately, we don't have to worry about surviving another carnival. Yeah. Yeah. In our last podcast, we asked you about places that you've been where they've had a big event, like Carnival or Mardi Gras or the Weihnachtsmarkt in Germany and Austria, and you had a lot to say. Mickey says, I've ridden in the Mardi Gras parades in New Orleans and experienced a full Mardi Gras season last year. Uh, Mickey lives in New Orleans. Sadly, it was marred by crashing my car in traffic after one of the big parades. Oh no. My advice, uh, don't try to drive right before or after a parade. A lot of locals leave town for uh, Deep Gras, the big parade days that start about a week ahead of Fat Tuesday. Aaron, I have never been to New Orleans for Mardi Gras. I am told that it's crazy, but I was there right afterwards. And that actually brings me to a really cool secret about travel mm-hmm. is that there is a time right after the big event. So, directly after um, Mardi Gras, or, you know, I'm thinking more like Labor Day, too. Mm-hmm. Or after New Year's, uh, Dead Week, which comes right after uh, New Year's, where the prices go down, the crowds are gone, and it's really a great time to be there. Now I'm not entirely sure about New Orleans because I know that spring break is really big there. But there is a time, I wanna say in May really, when all the spring breakers leave and it's really great in uh, New Orleans. And actually that was the last time that we were in New Orleans was in May and it was, uh, there just mm. weren't that many people there. Chris says we were in El Califante, Argentina between hiking Torre, Torre de Paine, I know I mispronounced that, and heading to Ushuaia and an Antarctic cruise. This was for the, the big um, match for the World Cup. Um, car horns blaring, flags waving, people cheering with nationalistic pride. We, you know what, we were there right after that and we were also on an Antarctic cruise and people mm-hmm. were still talking about the, the win and there were, they, there were stories that were being told about how crazy things got.
1: Yeah, well, I remember we were uh, driving to the airport, or from the airport rather, and there was a car full of drunk Argentinians
0: like singing soccer songs. Remember That's that? That's right, because we were there in, actually in January of 23, so they had just won.
1: Yeah, yeah. We
0: were not there for the match, but afterwards, yeah, it was, I remember, it was a, a, a car full of young, attractive women who were not sober. Mm-hmm. Sam says, uh, for about five straight years, I went to Sydney for Vivid Sydney, the annual free lighting of the harbor event. The white sails of the opera house became a screen of moving colors, art images and videos of dancers or fish moving from sail to sail. That sounds like so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have always wanted to be um, in, down in actually in Hobart for the uh, Sydney Hobart yacht race. I'm going to try to make it
1: someday. Rick says we're headed to Venice tomorrow for the end of Carnival you have a hotel reservation in Venice proper about 20 minute walk away from the train station we have been told that the weekend is the busiest time we hope that's right well I hope that uh, you have a great time with Carnival in Venice I mean
0: uh, if it's busy, I don't know what's happening. It's going to be like a sea of people. It will. It's more of a mask thing where they, they have these beautiful masks. And we, ma- we made those the last time we were ah. in Venice. And uh, it's like uh, in Austria, they had a, something called Fasching also, which happens around about the same time where it's mo- more of a they have the masquerade balls. And yeah, it's pretty, pretty interesting and very cold, too. It's the coldest time of the year. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Ross says, Carnival in Rio. We've been twice, 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. both times. Fantastic show. Would do it again if timing permits. Ross, did you say 7 p.m. to 7 Mm a.m.? Okay, those are my bedtime hours. (laughs) I don't think so.
1: Mm, I couldn't handle that. It's 14 Uh, hours. It's a lot of
0: work. I mean, I'm looking at my sleep score here, and it's Uh. not that good. Even with sleeping, the correct hours... Moot Gallery says it was a crisp autumn morning in Munich, Germany, and the city was alive with the promise of Oktoberfest. sounds like the beginning of a novel. The air was filled with the scent of bratwurst and the sound of cheerful chatter as we made our way to Theresienwiese, the festival grounds. Oh, Oktoberfest. I would love to do Oktoberfest. And, you know, I... I spent one year in Passau, Germany, 1969 to 1970. I was just a little boy. And uh, that's where I learned to speak German. But we never went to um, Oktoberfest for obvious reasons. You don't take a three-year-old or two-year-old to Oktoberfest, at least if you're American. Anyway. yeah. But yeah. Oktoberfest is one of the festivals that I really would like to go to. Uh, everyone is extra happy. Um, did you know that in Russia, beer is considered a soft drink? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, someone told me that the other day. Well, that's it for the LA Confidential Podcast. I'm so glad that you joined us. And I hope that you got some great information from this podcast. We told you some of our secrets the Topak Secrets, a good one. Yeah. that's uh, that's a really good one yeah yeah and uh so we'll see you next week when we will still be in sao paulo but we will also have information from the official tourism channels so we might have some more secrets for you i'll see you then ciao ciao see you then bye